Hi, everyone. Welcome to MaxWeb Video Podcast. I am so excited to have all of you here. For all of our friends that are listening on Spotify and Google, uh, that's wonderful. But whenever you have time, come back and watch the recording. Uh, we're going to have it on YouTube and Facebook because our friend Hassan is going to have some beautiful slides that are going to be filled with great information. Um, so thank you again for listening in. I want to introduce you to my dear friend Hassan. I would let him tell you a bit about what he does. He is not just a great human. He really knows everything about SEO. So Hassan, welcome. Thank you. Thank you, Anna, for, for, for having me. Um, it's a great honor. I mean, uh, and you know, just since so I can tell you a little bit about myself. So my name is Hassan. I am. A, I always like to say my age because I'm getting old. So I'm 37. <laughs> um, I uh, I've been in the business for a lot of years, especially SEO, SEO kind of work. Um, uh, I do have an agency now where we can focus on helping our clients you know, benefit from SEO. Um, uh, people who do e-commerce, people who do affiliate, people who I kind of just have you know, SaaS, B2B businesses. So anybody who can benefit from organic traffic and the value that it has, um, it, you know, we, we can always help them. And, you know, we have a lot of uh, good, good, um, what they like to call golden nuggets, you know, like very valuable information that's going to help you today. Well, I'm very excited. Um, I, oh, so many friends here. Uh, I don't know if you can see the chat to the right, but um, everyone is saying hi to you. Everything is going to be live on Facebook later. Um, and how I said, I, uh, I'm i going to repeat myself just for a second here. If you are listening in to us on Spotify, Google, Apple Podcast, we are everywhere. Please make sure you, you set some time aside to watch our podcast on video later because I'm going to pull some slides and I know Hassan is very excited to uh, walk you guys through it. So Hassan, you have the stage, my friend. All right. Okay, so uh, in order not to make it any more, I'm going to go through and, you know, feel free to interrupt me at any time if you have any questions. Absolutely. Um, questions. All right. Uh, so we're going to talk about content and technical SEO. So these are the two things that we were able to kind of leverage to increase traffic for one website without having to worry about building links. And we, anybody who knows anything about SEO knows that link building is very important. It's extremely important if you want to rank high. But we didn't even have to do this. We didn't have to worry about building links for this specific website um, because it was it had a lot of uh, content. It had a lot of uh, pages that were sort of just basically not showing up on Google because of a lot of technical issues. Mm. All right, so the story is we took a dying website from receiving about 500 organic visits a month to getting more than 10,000. Um, and as of today, as of you know June 8th, um, it's getting almost up to 14,000 visits a month. Uh, so this is, you know, this is a, a great uh, kind of success story, uh, and it's not really something too complicated. So as I say here, it's we signed an NDA. We can't really share the URL, but um, the thing is, we we worked on this site and we're still working on it um, to get to these numbers, and we're still working on it to to get it to a certain to a higher level of you know um, traffic. The only thing I can say about the website is it operating in the B2B events industry, so, uh, an industry that we thought was going to die with the lockdown, with the pandemic last year, but that didn't really happen. If anything, it actually thrived. 
and kept on growing even with all the you know events being kind of canceled and stuff so the only thing that the the the, the, the side owners that they, they switched from you know working on uh, uh, live events to digital events and that was actually a good thing for them because they were able to sell an unlimited number of tickets instead of having a specific set of you know like tickets to to, to sell for a physical location um, let's look at some numbers here so we have november 2019 compared to with november 2020 so if you look at the the blue one on top that's uh about uh, 1300 daily visitors um okay. in november 2020 and if you look back at november 2019 when we started working on it it was you know less than 100 um, almost almost about 7500 or 75 visitors a day which is, you know, such a huge increase. Uh, and the site again is getting a lot more traffic as we, as we, as we can, as you can see. Oh wow! So yeah, it's it's a pretty it's a pretty big um, increase, and it's not not just it wasn't just it didn't just happen. It's not an exception. It didn't just happen once. It happened on many many websites that we worked on. So the question that you're going to be asking yourself is, how did our team achieve the results? Um, so in, in order to make it a little bit easier for, for everyone, I kind of like, uh, split the tasks into four main categories. So we did an SEO audit, content audit, and we worked on content research strategy. And then the last one would be, did we work on links or not? Um, so the thing is it all started with a deep SEO audit. So this is very technical very, uh, um, there's a lot of code, there's a lot of issues that we had to fix. And I'll go in a little bit into detail in this because that's one of the things that you need, need you know, um, benefit from, from this presentation. Right. So we do, we did, there are two things. We like to use Ahrefs, that's the tool that we have. Mm. Uh, but there's two others that you can use. There's one called Screaming Frog and there's one called SEMrush. SEMrush is a web app just like Ahrefs. It's, uh, per month, it's a monthly basis. Screaming Frog is a desktop app that you can download, you can pay for it and download. But they do have, Screaming Frog do have a free uh, uh, kind of limit that you can uh, crawl your website up to 500 pages on the website. So if you have a small site, 100, 200, 300 pages, you can still use it without having to pay. But for Ahrefs and SEMrush, they're worth every penny because they offer you a lot of uh, a lot of features that are gonna you know, save you time and make uh, you know, finding issues easier without having to, 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 you know, hire somebody to do a crawl. And that's how it works now. You have to kind of pay to, to be able to, to benefit from these things. And, you know, because uh, there's always people who are against paying for tools, especially when they're starting out because they say, oh, I could use that money somewhere else. But I can tell you that when paying for these tools, you can, you can just use them for a month or two for probably 200 and $300. And it's yeah. going to be worth every penny because they're going to save you a lot of time and a lot of a lot of headache and make things easier for you. So why do why do we do the audit? So we do it to identify two things: technical issues and on-page optimization issues. Um, the what so what does what does Ahrefs do? And it's the same thing with SEM Rush and other tools. They give you a score, a health score. And what this health score means, it means that how visible the pages are, you know, to Google and other search engines. So if you have a 63 out of 100, that means only 63% of your website is visible. The rest is uh, kind of a hard for, for, for Google to see. There are a lot of pages with 
areas that you can see here, we're talking about 404 uh, pages, uh, pages no links, no higher links to broken pages, missing reciprocal extra flag, uh, 500 error kind of deals, double slash URL, duplicate pages without canonical. This is sounds way too technical for a lot of people, but it's something that you have to go through, especially if you have a, an affiliate site with a lot of articles, a lot of things that you have to fix these. The good thing is if you have a blog that has just you know articles, most of these things are very easily, you know, you can fix them without any issues, just with tools on WordPress, for instance. It's just a plug, a free plugin. And we'll talk more about how to fix these. But if you have a more complicated website with product pages or or you're doing e-commerce, you're selling stuff, you have payment processors and things like that, things might get a little complicated. And that's when we try to we work on hiring, you know, um, uh, the help of a developer who can help with these issues. And and in this case, uh, uh, in this case, I see you are showing us the score is sixty three. So, um, in in you know, in my opinion, that's obviously something that needs to be improved. Does it ever happen to run a page uh, through through that and get a more than ninety percent, like more than ninety? Yeah, I mean that's the that's the goal when you uh, when you run because uh, what we do is we always any website we cannot stumble upon. Mm -hmm. There's always going to be things that need to be fixed. Especially mm -hmm. when you make constant changes, uh, you add in new articles or you add in new pages to the site. There's always going to be issues like this. Right. Some of them, the good thing is some of them are easy to fix, uh, and some of them might be require somebody to. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry about that. Okay, so that's the that's the thing. It's some of them are very easy to fix. Some of them are might be hard to fix. Uh, okay, all right. Yeah, let's uh, let's talk about this uh, this slide right here. So major technical aspects that you can diagnose. I'm actually gonna, um, I'll I'll take over. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, I'll be right back. Yeah, no problem. I'll take over. All right. So, you guys, uh, SEO, I will uh, let Hassan deal with the noise. You know, I feel like the last three times we had the podcast, uh, we had to deal with a lot of, you know, background noise. But that's a good thing because, uh, you know, we're all very busy and it happens. But uh, what I can do for you until we get um, Hassan back is tell you what are the best search offers. Uh, we have a bunch of really good search offers. And when I say they're good, um, I know that because when I look at the dashboard at our affiliates and what they do, uh, you know, best with on search, I can see the top offers. So if you are just starting to work with us, even if you're working with us for quite a, some time now and you're just curious about the best search offers, I think a beautiful one for you to start with is Sugar Balance. That's always very strong for GDN as well, not just organic search. Um, Melitox is another very, very good one. Uh, we have a new offer, Folitol. Um, usually, if you go to the campaign page, you can see on the first page uh, the ones that usually do well for all the traffic sources. Um, you know, that's... Uh, that's, that's I was I was just telling everyone about uh, the best search offers uh, they can run. So you guys remember Sugar Balance, Malitox, uh, Diabacor. Um, on the campaign page, you see a bunch of them. So don't worry. It's uh, 
it sounds much better. <laughs> All right, so I have to excuse excuse me about what happened. No um, so yeah, so we were talking about you know finding out technical issues, and some of them might be easier to fix, some of them might be hard to fix, and when it comes to being hard. It just means that you have to, you know, uh, to work with a freelance developer who can easily fix these things. If, the good thing is if you have WordPress or, or any of the uh, popular kind of like platforms, um, it's easy for you to, uh, you know, uh, to, to, to find people who are familiar with it. Unless you're working with a kind of obscure kind of coding language or programming language. Other than that, everything else should be, uh, you know, uh, what they call mainstream. Everybody knows how to fix them. You don't have to find super specialized people to, to, to help you with. So that what we're looking at here is hreplang, canonical tags, uh, HTTP versus HTTPS. That means if your website is secure, sometimes uh, if you do it wrong, if you do it the wrong way, you might end up having two complete copies of the same website, one in a non-secure version and one in a secure version. So you have to pay attention to having just one version where you don't have any issues. Uh, with Google, because then Google ends up seeing, or other search engines keep seeing two versions of the same site. So if you have like 50 pages, Google might be able to see, might end up seeing two pages, two versions, like 50 here and 50 there. So right. Ended up with, and that means that they're not going to index any of them. So you have to be careful with a lot of like these things. The speed of the website is also something extremely important. We always talk about it. There's an update coming up in the next few weeks where Google is going to start considering speed, the speed of your website. They call it, uh, you know, uh, page speed insights. If it's, if it's uh, you know, fast, if it's good, they're not going to have a problem, you know, putting it on the first page. And indexability, that's also something that, uh, if you fix these things, you're not going to have an issue getting your pages indexed. But when talking about canonical tags, that's when uh, some random pages get generated. So in front of you, you can only see one page, but Google sees three or four versions. So you put like a canonical tag that makes sure the pages can of show up. This all sounds kind of crazy to advanced, but it's something that's extremely important. You always have to start with this. And a lot of people kind of end up not understanding what it is and they end up getting overcharged by people who kind of just act like they know what they're doing with this, but it's in a lot of ways very simple to understand. But anyways, this is something that you have to always look at, always, mm. always fix first before moving on to any other thing. Uh, the next is on-page optimization. Technically, when you talk about on-page optimization, it's, it's the meta, meta descriptions, the title tags, uh, the H1s, H2s, the alt text and the images, alternative text to images that people that people can, you know, like the uh, boss can read. What this means is I actually, uh, can you guys hear me now? I think somebody said that they will not be able to hear. Um, I, I can know. better. Uh, yeah. yeah, let's see. Every anyone else, if you if you can uh, hear us, okay, let us know. Uh, I know Williams. Hi, uh, said the sound is not clear. Um, yeah, just anyone else, let us know. Or yeah, yeah. If it's not very clear, just let us know so we can you know see if I can change anything. But I think it, the microphone's pretty close to me. Um, yeah. Okay. Thanks. All right. Thank you, Nicholas. All right. All right, thank you guys. Cool. So on-page optimization is technically part of the audit, but I put it aside because it has to do with, um, you know, it, it has to do with SEO, like pure SEO, because 
uh, it's not something that a developer can fix. It's something that somebody who has as SEO experience, you know, it's content meets technical. Mm. Uh, as in, you have to decide what kind of titles, what kind of words, what kind of keywords you're going to put in that title, what kind of, uh, you know, words you're going to put in the meta description. The meta description is what shows up on Google, you know, the, the, the few. It's just think of it as an ad, like a Google ad. What do you want to show up there? Do you want it to, to have a clear CTA, clear call to action? And you have to treat it almost like an ad because, you know, you have, if you, if you add in Google Search Console, it kind of uh, counts impressions. So it almost feels like an ad. So you want to treat it as much of an ad as possible because, you know, you're putting it out there so people can click, so they can go to, the, to your site. So you have to be very careful about what to, to put in title tags and meta descriptions and and uh, so you can entice people, you know, ask them to, uh, uh, yeah, uh, you can actually put a lot of uh, what what you call, what you call uh, uh, a clear call to action, so you can benefit from those from those impressions, from those uh, having those people click on your on your uh, search results. Um, let's see. Let's move on to the next one. All right. So going back to fixing these issues. So fixing on-page issues involves using a plugin or just an app. So if you're on WordPress, you can just use Rank Map. So that's the uh, the tool you guys use. Nice. That was my next question. Yes. So if you're on WordPress, we recommend uh, that one. Nice. Yes. So Rank Map is free for WordPress. For uh, Shopify, there's SEO Manager. It's paid, but it saves you a lot of time, obviously. Most of these apps are usually just five bucks a month. Uh, and in your Shopify, it's, it makes it a lot, a lot easier. Uh, Big Commerce, for instance, for something that, like this is another platform that does e-commerce, it's built mm -hmm. most of these. For other platforms, any other platform, you'll have to hire an SEO savvy developer. You know, Not just on-page optimization, but all the technical stuff. Um, if you're talking about a site built, in, built from scratch with, the, with PHP or any other programming language, you have to just hire somebody who knows what they're doing. And it always helps because if you download the audit from Ahrefs or ACMR, for instance, you can just forward it to the developer, give them access, they'll know what to do, they'll give you a timeline, they fix it, you can run the audit again, gives you a score of 95 or 100, then you're good to go. Uh, but if you make any, any major changes to the site, you can always, uh, if you make any major changes to the site, you can always, you know, um, uh, do another audit and kind of work with, with the developer. I, I see a question here from uh, uh, Olivia. We can use Yoast SEO plugin. Yes, you can. Yoast SEO is good, but the reason why I, I recommend Rank Math is because Rank Math is a lot better. It offers more, even if it's free. You know, so some uh, some of the features on Rank Math are free, and on the Yoast SEO are actually paid. So, and it's you know it's universally kind of agreed upon that it's better, much better. And that's what we use right now on all the WordPress websites that we work on. Uh, all right. Nice. The Good. content audit. So this is the next step. Um, the next step is the content audit. So this is beautiful. Get interest. Yeah. <laughs> so let's say you have a website, you know, like with 5,000 pages. It has a low um, health score and interest, for instance. And from your analytics, you're getting organic traffic only to a few of the pages. So we say like the 80-20 rule, but uh, and, and here it's, it's more like the 95-5 rule, not this uh, 
So the first thing you do if you have a website that only receives traffic to a little bit of, of, the, of the pages that you have, the first thing you have to do is do the technical audit and fix all the technical issues like we talked about just now. And uh, this is something that I never really say, but I guarantee, I always guarantee that you'll see an instant increase in traffic right after fixing these issues. Usually it takes about a couple of weeks, three weeks, up to four weeks to start seeing results after finishing the audit uh, and fixing all the issues on the site. Because then again, you basically just showed Google, yeah, there's other pages, uh, there's other pages that, that exist and that they can actually index them. All right, so here we, we have um, the, the other part of the, con the content audit, or the first part really, is uh, working on identifying the pages that are not performing well. Hmm. Um, so we're talking about like, this is just an example. This is what shows up on Ahrefs, for instance. So you have, for instance, for the US, there's six, only six keywords. Uh, let's see, like the, the one that says Pinterest case study receives a volume of 40 uh, searches per month. The difficulty, the KD means keyword difficulty is uh, three. And I'm on position 44. That means I'm on page four. Of, uh, <laughs> I have to apologize. You can hear no, me just no. fine. I'll just keep going. So. This is what happens when you do stuff live, you know? I mean, we take the risk. This has uh, never happened. When I do this at home, I usually just... Uh, well, yeah. Uh, interesting scenarios, too. So if you want to go tell them, I, I will wait. I'll... I have somebody. I have somebody. I have somebody taking care of it. No, can just pause like, for like 30 minutes. I told them to take care of it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not a worry. Go ahead. That's okay. Yeah, so I was saying that, like, I am in page four. I'm, my website is uh, ranked on page four. So this is where the content audit kind of comes in. I look at that page that's ranked uh, on page four on that, on that specific keyword, um, and I compare it with the pages that are on the first, first and then I see the difference. I, I, what they call it is the content gap. So I, there's tools to do that, and I can show you exactly like, how, we, how we do that. Um, yeah, uh, Aldemad, I think says the, what tool where we're going to be talking about. It's called Surfer SEO. So we'll get, we'll get to it in a minute. Um, so we have, uh, we have the, these tools that we use that we can put in our content so they can compare it to the first three, uh, the first three that are ranking the first five. And then, you know, um, you know, and then it tells you what you need to do. It basically just tells you, okay, look. Google already gives preference to these guys because they have this number of words and this number of images and this number of paragraphs. And they have these specific keywords in there. So what you do is you basically compare what you have with what they have. And so you can start to match what to match with what they what they have. You know, like you only have two paragraphs, you only have 500 words, you only have one image. And they said the average would be five images, the average would be six paragraphs. The average would be a thousand five hundred words. So that's how. So that's how uh, you know it keeps uh, it keeps going. So you do that, mm. and you see. And, and this is not really guaranteed, but we've seen an eighty percent success rate of all the all the articles that we worked on. So it's usually like stuck on page two or stuck on page three, and then it moves up to you know like at, at least the bottom of page one after a few weeks when you make those changes. Uh, let's see. Okay, there you go. Okay, so yeah, the next slide is 
uh, Google Search Console, these are the tools that we use to, uh, you know, um, work the tools that we use to kind of like identify all the, all the things that need to be fixed. Again, mm-hmm. um, uh, we work on the existing pages on the site and try to optimize them. Right. And we also work on trying to uh, find other opportunities. Um, we're talking other opportunities like keywords that are related that we haven't you know, covered before, or maybe there's a product that we want to write a product review about. Here, I'm going to try to give a, a, a more, a, more of a relevant you know, um, um, example. Let's say you have a product that you want to promote. What do you do? You write a review about it. And we've been doing this for years. I mean, I remember one of my very first checks from an affiliate network back in 2008. I wrote a review. I drove some traffic to it, and I made a, a sale within, within a week because it was very easy back then, you know, because it was, it was just child's play pretty, pretty much. Now it's a little bit more complicated, but it's still very, uh, very valuable, very, uh, uh, that's what they call it. The golden goose is, is, is you know, organic traffic, you know, right. because you, you work a little bit, you work for a month or two, optimize, do stuff, and then, you know, you, you're, you're probably on page one and you could probably end up in page one for years and not just like a month or two. And if you're there for, for, for years, you know, you can't really count how many, affiliate commissions you can be how many conversions you can you know, score by being there and you know we've seen that countless times over the years that's it's well worth the trouble at first so that's the thing what we do here is we look at google search console ahrefs acmrush analytics and we compare the numbers from each one and see which keywords are bringing us the most traffic for the for the pages that are bringing us traffic we treat them differently because they're already there so what we try to do is what we work on internal linking. It's called mm-hmm. internal links. So we build links mm-hmm. from those pages to other pages on the site, and it drives what they call authority. So it helps some of the pages that are not ranking, even if after we did the content audit or the, or the, uh, or the uh, technical fixes and whatnot, we bring in you know um, internal links. So this, this is just an, a pretty silly example of how uh, you know, internal links work. You basically just hyperlink a, 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 a specific keyword or phrase, and you send a link specifically to um, whatever you know article you want. And this works really well because, again, it, almost like because that's how Google works. Still, it doesn't know what what to uh, you know prioritize. So when you start sending links from this to that. It understands it. it kind of follows the trail of the links and it gives priority to those pages that you're linking to from, from the main. And it's not when I'm talking menu links or sidebar links, right. we're talking about in content links that are within the content within the contents. Those are more powerful than you know site-wide links from the footer or the menu or the sidebar. So that's that's just what you should be looking at. And you can also play around with the anchor text. And the anchor text is basically what you see here, you know, image. Um, image sharing, um, social media, social media service. This is a this is an anchor text. So you kind of pick and choose what kind of anchor text you want to highlight, so you can link to a specific article on your website. And you do that. There are actually tools out there if you have WordPress that you can actually purchase like plugins that give you ideas specifically. Okay, you can interlink this with this. You can create a link here with this specific anchor text. Um, there's one that comes to mind. It's called it's called a Whisper Link. It's a WordPress plugin. Uh, it's a WordPress plugin. It costs about fifty bucks, 
And, it, and if you have, you don't really need it if you have a 10-page website, a 20-page website, but if you have more than 100 and you want to start doing internal links, you might want to look at it um, you know, look at it as an option to, to, to add to your, uh, to your website because it's going to make billions of internal links really, really useful. And again, even by doing this, just internal links alone, you're going to see uh, an increase in traffic after a few weeks. Um, all right, and you know, going back to the content, mm. uh, the content here, we're talking about uh, one of the advantages of doing SEO in 2021 is we have these AI tools that can help you kind of compare <laughs> what, you know, like the first three or first five results on Google with what you already have. Or if it doesn't have to be for something that's already existing, if it's something that you plan on creating content for. So you, you put in a keyword, whatever keyword you want to put, um, and it tells you what you need to aim for. 1,600 words, five images, this and that. This is how many times you should mention this keyword and how, how, how many times you should mention this keyword. And when you create it at first from scratch, it might take a few weeks to show up, but it, but it actually works. So it's, it's, it, it helps with existing content and content that you, you plan on creating. So it helps a lot with you know, content calendar. You have maybe 10 products you want to promote. Do you want to write one article on each of these uh, products? Just one review each, or do you want to write uh, maybe a product? Let's say it's a health supplement. I don't know, something to do with, this is just a random right. example. Let's say you want to do losing belly fat, for instance. All right. Uh, this is just some, this, this is my issue. I'm trying to, trying to lose weight. <laughs> <laughs> so the thing is, is oh, let's see, like there's a supplement that might help you lose belly fat and you write a review about it, and that's your money page. Let's say that's the money where you want to make money because you have those affiliate links in there. Um, do you want to just write one and, 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 and uh, you know, like uh, leave it as is, or do you want to write supporting articles? Maybe uh, the importance of losing belly fat. I don't know, the, 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 the symptoms of, uh, or, or, or like, uh, I guess, whatever, side effects of having a belly fat for, for a long time after 35 or another article that probably mentions after or people who are over 40 if you're over 40 how long is it going to take you to lose belly fat so if you if you want to write like a tiny network within your site of helpful helpful articles about that specific you know uh article we want people to go and click that affiliate link so you can make that affiliate commission um, that's how it will help it will help a lot because you're, you're telling Google you're not just about the money, you're not just about the affiliate review. And there was an update just a month ago where people got hit because all they had on their website is just affiliate reviews. Mm. So you have to have informational, valuable content right. and not just, you know, random review uh, review products and just affiliate links. So that's the, that's the idea. The idea that you shouldn't just be all over uh, just the money, because the, then if you get hit, God forbid, by a manual review by somebody who works at Google Organic Team, and uh, you, you don't want them to, to, to strike you down or de-index or ban you completely from the search engines just because all they see when they're doing a manual review is 100% of the, pro the, the, the articles are just affiliate links. Affiliate links, you know, you, so you don't want to do that. You want to have some useful content. It's just like when you think about it when you're doing email marketing. Exactly. You know, you're not gonna, yeah, you're not gonna make money just by bombarding your list with affiliate offers. 
sometimes you, or at least most of the time, you should be sending valuable information, give them reasons to come back, you know, uh, reasons to come back, uh, you know, to, to your, and find value in, 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 in what, you, what you have to offer. So by doing that, by putting informational articles, uh, you're trying to help, you know, you're trying to help people and you're actually giving Google a, re a reason to, to uh, give you authority, give you priority, so you can actually rank a lot higher. Uh, this is another example of what Surfer SEO does. So the score that you can see here is the score. When, when you're actually writing the content on the side, it does give you a, a content score. So as you can see, it says here, 1500 words. Um, that's well within the, the recommended 1400 between 1600, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, 21 headings. Um, it only asks for 13 or 16. So you should probably like make this uh, a little bit less paragraphs. You have 33 paragraphs, you're only asking for four. And here we have images, you know, three or four. So this is good. So that's why it gives you a score. And then it, when you click on topics or notes or, or you know, it, tells you like it gives you even ideas of what to what to, to cover and this wow. is good for yeah so it, it gives you like okay this is what google preferred already prefers mm -hmm. so it just pretty much just shows you the ingredients and tells you how to do it so you can do it and then you know you you're giving and yourself how much how much did you say this is per month approximately uh, the surfer seo tool okay this one uh starts at 50 bucks and goes up to two hundred. So for giving you specifics, for, it's fantastic! Wow. Yes, yes, it is. It is very helpful. I mean, I know that this seems like a lot of uh, uh, a lot of uh, work, but as I said earlier, it's Pays off. very very well worth it because again, it's not like uh, you doing a little bit of work for social media, and mm -hmm. then social media is just it's a daily thing, it's a weekly thing. The feed kind of like makes your things disappear over a little bit of time. You probably get 15 minutes of impressions or whatever, especially organic social media. But here, you do the work, and you know you're gonna be there for for a while, even if only 20% of, of the articles they create or the content they create actually gets traction or gets ranked. That's still uh, a win, you know. Um, especially because again, we're talking about the organic, uh, you know, uh, traffic. Organic traffic means people are already in research mode, yeah. already in like purchasing kind of like a uh, phase. They, they're they there to, to either make up their mind or buy specifically. So if you do you know, reviews, reviews do work. And sometimes we like to mix it with email. You know, we have like some affiliate websites where we just try to collect emails that people don't buy right away. And then we try to, you know, uh, nurture them into kind of like mm -hmm. becoming a, a subscriber, a loyal subscriber, yeah. we can try to get the engagement up. So a mix of SEO and affiliate is an explosive kind of combination. It's amazing. And you get people who are already, again, in research mode. And uh, you, you mix that with, this, with, the, with, the, with email marketing, collecting emails of people who are already in research mode. So you just basically just help them right. make, up, uh, make up their mind. And the good thing about it, you can sell high ticket items with this. You can mm. sell um, $1,000 you know, uh, things, courses, uh, products, uh, subscriptions, people working out, they're in for the long haul. There's so much you can actually sell. You can sell a house, you can sell a car, not just <laughs> supplements. There's a lot you can, you can, uh, you can, uh, you can, uh, you know, sell. Another uh, point I want to point out here is 
content research strategy uh, is is uh, adding more pages to your website, basically. But not just doing it randomly. Again, you have to do your keyword research, and you can do that with the help of tools like Ahrefs or SEMrush. Um, so they help you identify all these other opportunities out there. So you can create more content, so you can rank for them. And as I write here, it says more pages equals more traffic. So the more pages you have, more traffic, more traffic you're going to get. But that doesn't mean uh, it doesn't actually mean you know uh, uh, that you can just create any random pages. They have to be. They have to have a purpose. They have to answer a few questions. They have to have add some sort of value. Um, that's the that's that's the the, the gist of it all. Uh, I think we have a question. Uh, William Devin Williams Devin uh, Olivia says, "How many times I can?" Yeah, I'm just gonna read it in case because we have so many friends that are gonna listen to this later on 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 Spotify. How many times I can use keywords in a thousand words content? Um, so that's the question that. It used to take me a while to figure out, but now thanks to tools like Surfer SEO, I can just plug it in and it, it'll tell me exactly how many times other people are using it and it'll tell you how many times you can actually uh, use that keyword. Uh, uh, some people, would, there's two school, schools of thought when it comes to SEO. There's people who are all about value and then people who are a little bit technical. So the people who are all over the value, they usually tell you it doesn't matter. Just have to answer the question. Um, you should, you know, definitely mention it in the title tag and in the description, and at least once in the introduction. Mm. Uh, but should you use it more? That's that's a question that the, those AI tools can help us identify. Uh, we used to struggle with this like back in the day, but now we we know we know that Google already gives preference to the top three results, top five results, by showing them maybe like three or four times. So it depends. Uh, sometimes it actually works just by showing, uh, maybe mention it once or twice. Right. Sometimes, sometimes it. And the thing is with this, uh, with how Google works now is there's no, I, I don't know of any page right now in 2021 that only ranks for one keyword. You mm. always end up ranking for, especially if you have a lot of content in there. If you have like 1,000, right. 2,000, 3,000 pages, word, like words in, in a single page, you end up ranking for 150 keywords. It's it's crazy. It's all over the place, but it helps. Yeah, you know, the more more keywords you rank for, the the more money you'll be. You know, the more traffic you're gonna get, the more conversions you're gonna be able to get. I think we have another question. Uh, do you? I'll I'll read it out loud uh, to help our friends here. So, can we add LSI keywords in image ALT tags? Um, to answer that question, yes, yes. The image alt tags. Just to mm -hmm. give people a little bit of context, what alt yes, text yes. is is uh, the text. It was basically built back in the day for people who are hard of hearing or with disabilities, special needs, when they're using the internet. Uh, so if the, the computer is reading out loud what's on the page, they get to the page. When they get to the when they get to the image, when they get to the image, they have to read um, a description. It has to be a description of what's in the image, just so you can help people who are again deaf or hard of hearing uh, describe what's on the image. So technically, 
for Google and for the bots and whatnot, it should just be a, a tiny little description. So if you have somebody sitting on a bench, old man sitting on a bench in bark. <laughs> but that doesn't mean that you can't really use keywords. You can, and you're actually, you should use keywords and, and image all text. You, should, you shouldn't just not overstuff it. If you have like five images on the, on the same article, for instance, don't use the same uh, keyword. And then for, for, for every page, for every image, because then that you'll you'll confuse the bots and you'll and you'll confuse the Google image search as well. So it, it gets a little bit uh, it get a little bit messy. But just make it a little bit sound more natural. So that's the that's the idea. Great stuff. I mean, honestly, thank you so much for. Uh, we have asked many experts, and you know, I I noticed that a lot of uh, people that are very good at search are very hesitant to share the tools that they use, right? Uh, which obviously, that's the secret behind. Um, everyone knows I'm a native nerd. I love native traffic because I understand it. But we use a bunch of spy tools all the time, right? So thank you so much for being so open. I mean. This is what we're trying to do here to um, actually uh, give our friends that are listening in tools that they can use, right? Instead of just giving you like general stuff, well, build a nice blog. Customers are going to come. Well, it's, it's obviously more than that. So thank you, Hassan. This is really, really good stuff. You're welcome. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's my pleasure. I mean, that's, that's what it's all about, you know, just sharing. Because <laughs> again, you never know who's going to benefit from whatever you're saying. Exactly. A hundred percent. All right, we have one more question, I think. Yes, beautiful. What's your take on PBNs in 2021? Okay, so to answer that question, I'd say that uh, there are people out there who are still using PBNs. And just to explain what PBNs are, private blog networks. Private blog networks means uh, some people might go out there and build their own network of websites, mm. uh, different IPs and whatnot. Um, uh, it's technically against uh, Google kind of like uh, ethics or Google, um, but it's you know, but it's uh, it's it's something that people still use today because they some people have been investing a lot of money in having like these stealth uh, networks of websites, their own website. So instead of you going out there and building links on other people's websites, you just use your own network. You know, because you you you, you uh, invested the time and the money to build it. And it, it hasn't been hit by Google yet. There was a lot of updates over this since 2014. And some people have been, again, been super good, super good at hiding that stuff. So that's why they, uh, they, they, they are still operational. What I say, um, what I say is you have to be extremely careful by, you know, using other people's PBNs or like buying backlinks from other people's PBNs. You have to be extremely careful. That's something that has to have to have a, a training session on its own. It's very complicated. I really can't say much. Um, I really can't say much about it because if we get into it, we're not gonna, you know, we're not gonna stop today. So that's the. That's, yeah, but what I can say is, just for now, just be careful. Don't go on Fiverr or Legit.com or SEOClerks.com or any of those random websites and just buy backlinks from anybody. You have to be extremely careful. There are a few places that sell them that are good, that are worth the money, um, and they might not, they could not tell you, 
they would if they if they hide that it's a PBM, you would never know that it's a PBM. So just do your research before you uh, you actually kind of invest money in any of this in any of these PBMs kind of sort of backlink schemes. Perfect. Just like anything, really. I mean, uh, research is so important. Oh, yeah. back. Well, backlinks, yeah, this is basically just what, what I explained. Um, this point here is what I wanted to uh, what I wanted to uh, explain is we didn't need we didn't need backlinks, and that backlinks only were only kind of useful if you're operating in a super competitive niche, just like I said, like with CBD, for instance. Yep. So CBD is a, 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 like an industry where we're not allowed, you know, to uh, they're not allowed to run ads uh, and they're not allowed to do Facebook ads or Google ads or anything like that. So the only thing they can do is do organic traffic. So they mm. invest all their money in organic traffic. So the competition is extremely high, making it, you know, uh, hard for everybody who wants to compete on the CBD niche, CBD space. So that's why. If I wanted to compete in the CBD, I wouldn't really worry about technical. I mean, I would de definitely work on it, obviously, but I would invest most of my money in backlinks and content uh, optimization work and stuff. So it makes it really, really hard. So that's the thing. In a lot of other places, especially if you're doing international SEO, if you're doing SEO in French or in German or in Spanish or in Arabic or any other language, Google has not yet caught up. It's not as smart as it is in English. So there's a lot of opportunity there without having to worry about backlinks. We, we build websites in, in Arabic and French. And we rank, and this is 2021, and we rank within a few months. And we bring like thousands and thousands, tens of thousands of, of, of visitors a month. And we make we monetize these websites without having to worry about any of this stuff, especially specifically backlinks, because the international markets, Google is kind of still dumb. This is we're we're pretty much dealing with. If we're dealing with Google from 2008, when it comes to like Arabic SEO or French SEO or German SEO, so it's still not up up to par as with the AI in English. So mm. it's not as you wouldn't have to worry about it. So yeah, backlinks again is something that you only worry about if you're in a super competitive niche. If you've been there, if you've been there for years and you're competing on specific terms, and that's what it that's what it gets starts getting really interesting. Awesome. Well, I know the next page is very important. Um, mm -hmm. uh, this is just me. Uh, for Hassan to share his information with us because you never know. I really, really bet there are a bunch of uh, businesses that could benefit from it. So I insisted that he adds a bit, uh, you know, about himself and the business. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm, in, I'm on Twitter. I'm on uh, LinkedIn, uh, and this is our like agency website. Um, if you guys have any questions, I'm usually always available on, on LinkedIn. You can just uh, message me there. Um, again, uh, I'm, I like I like the idea of being helpful, being uh, like sharing information, yeah. no promotional stuff, any like anyway. Uh, and I, I enjoy kind of like just doing like random consultations here and there with no like pressure, with no selling pressure or anything like that. Um, just because I like to kind of just learn about people's businesses and how they're doing things. And where kind of SEO or email kind of comes into play, but yeah, and you guys are welcome to 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 message me, get in touch with me. Yeah, and, uh, and uh, we, if you don't mind, we'll add your uh, website and information in the comments. My team will be so happy to do that. So if it's okay with you, let's take just a few more questions. Um, I uh, 
if we have time, I have a, a few uh, from last night as well. Uh, oh, wow. So much positive feedback. Thank you so much, guys. All right. So for an interest question, the best platform for affiliate marketing, um, I, I bet the question is, you know, in terms of search um, in in general, for us, we know that there are a bunch, you know, for native. For search, I think it depends more on the affiliate network. But Hassan, if you um, if you know more, what I can, yeah, what I what I can say is, mm -hmm. if it's if it's an affiliate network that has offers that have a, a, a little bit of brand recognition, a little bit of people who are already searching for it, whatever they're selling, you know, and you can actually make your page rank for those specific brand words. With review or best or this or that, you can actually um, uh, benefit from the traffic that they already, you know, it's just out there, people out there Googling or using Bing or using any search engine, you can actually optimize for the specific keywords for the product, for the offers or products that they have. So it, it's not, I, I don't think there's anything specific, any, any specific um, right. network. You could definitely work with as many as you want if you have a website with a lot of pages, a lot of products, so you can just promote whatever you whatever you'd like. And, you know, there's, there's, I don't know, I could say thousands of them out there. Absolutely. All right. Uh, want to know if go by product review, the domains with high authority will come on the first page of Google. So as a new blogger, which types of keywords make us rank? That's a good one. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So uh, you have to learn to use tools like Ahrefs keyword research tools or SEMrush. Both of them are good. Um, you always look go for the long tail keywords. Maybe you want to have add a specific product review, or uh, you know, long tail keywords like which they have like three or four words in them, or or, or more. Um, and always look for low competition. So what these tools are going to help you with is identify these uh, keywords that have low competition. You know, not too much competition. You want too many backlinks. You kind of just like optimize for those and try to, that's what they call the low hanging fruit, like the easiest money you can make is basically just try to optimize for these keywords. So you do that, um, you, you do that and uh, you'll definitely see traffic coming in. Uh, the other thing to do is look for trends. Maybe there's a new offer in the market. Uh, there's a new product out there that just was, you know, like shared or, or, or released. So you, if you have information about a product that's coming to coming out in a few months, or it just came out, and there's a little bit of research about it, because whatever company already spent money doing like social push or, or native ads or whatever, okay. so it's already in people's minds. So whatever anybody who does like a big campaign, a big advertising campaign offline and online, you know that there's going to be search to search is going to well. So you can actually optimize for those specific keywords that are for trending new products. And you can rank within a week or two because there's usually no competition because Google doesn't have any information about these new names or these new products or these new brands. Uh, so that's why you want to kind of look for trends that have to do with specific products. And, you know, that usually always works as well. You have to be, you know, right. kind of like up there, aware of what's going on in the market so you can actually like quickly cook up a page, optimize it quickly and just let it index and, and get traffic. 
Beautiful. So for me personally, um, uh, it would be so helpful. You shared a bunch of tools with us today. So, you know, let's, you know, I'm going to take my notebook here. Let's say I really want to start doing some search, um, you know, traffic tomorrow. Uh, I'm going to put Facebook aside. I want to build my own blog and try to make some money like that. Tell me like the, at least the top three tools that I should be investing in that are actually going to be helpful. Uh, you know, href, for example, I bet is one of them, but just let's go through them again. Okay. So the first one obviously is Ahrefs. Okay. Um, you can get an account for a hundred bucks a month uh, for like a personal uh, package. Uh, Surfer SEO, you can have uh, an account for about 50 bucks a month. Uh, and those, uh, Ahrefs usually does all kinds of keyword research, all the audit tools. Um, it's it's going to be more than enough for a lot of things. It replaces a lot of old kind of tools. Surfer SEO specifically for content optimization. Uh, so you can optimize, uh, you know exactly what to put in each article. And there's a, a tiny little plugin called Link Whisper. Mm. Link Whisper, uh, that's a plugin for WordPress for internal linking. I don't think you're going to need it at first if you have a small mm -hmm. website, but if you have an already established website with hundreds of pages, you might want to, you know, just like invest in it so it can help you with the, with the internal links and, and whatnot. Um, uh, I would also kind of uh, invest in a course um, and not just any random course. There's a lot of courses out there, but just so it can give you an idea of what to do on technical SEO specifically because there's a lot out there you know it could take years you know, for you to learn. Do you actually know of any good courses? I mean our affiliates always ask us and we know exactly which are the good ones for native and social and whatnot. Uh, please tell us. <laughs> uh, so the one I recommend the, the only thing is that the guy usually opens it only once a year it's called seoblueprint.com SEOblueprint.com, uh, it's about 600 bucks, but it's the best investment. I mean, any other person would have priced it for $3,000 $4,000, but this one is, it's not just, if it was $3,000, I would, I would have paid it, you know, you know, gladly without any issues because the guy, uh, his name is Glenn Alsop. I think he's, yeah, he's, he's British, uh, uh, he's been around for, for a long time and he's amazing with, with the kind of insights that he, he, he puts out there. But SEOblueprint.com, that's the place. That's the place you want to go. If it's open, if not, just sign up for the waiting list. I think I don't know when he's going to open it again, but it's worth, well worth the money. And it's, I think, about 100 videos or more of super yeah. detailed kind of like, here's what needs to be done here. And, and you know, I, I've had a few courses, but they're not in English, and I probably should do one in English, to be honest. <laughs> No, the more uh, English-speaking clients you have, you're like, you know, this is this is a good idea. This is all I have. I just have English-speaking clients. I do have a few French clients, but uh, you do. How is your French? Oh, I, I, I I'm uh, I'm in Morocco, so it's oh yeah. Almost native, so <laughs> beautiful. Well, I mean, uh, this is this is really great. So, one of my my questions to to you, um, when you get a new client that needs help uh, with their, you know, with their search, right? It, it you're gonna, they're gonna want to be on, you know, on everyone's top of mind awareness. Basically, where do you start? I mean, what's the number one thing that you usually do to help them to uh, really get their brand out there? Um, you know, always, always. 
the thing is that I always do is uh, the audit. We don't even talk to people nice. without doing the audit. Yeah, that's the first thing. We just if it's if it's like a, for a proposal that we want to send to somebody, we just look at the overall kind of an overview of the site, how it's doing. If, it, if there's any kind of like opportunities in the market, if not, you know, uh, we, we kind of like just look around and see if, if there's anything that we can help them with right away. And we don't actually. I've had a few occasions where I've said no to people because we knew that we couldn't help them because they're in a market either extremely competitive or there's not enough demand for whatever they're selling. So yeah. kind of like find out what, what what how we can help these people because again you don't want to sign somebody and you know and you know that you can't really like help them get anywhere, not more traffic, not more conversions. So the audit is the first, always always the first thing. But that, that's for already established websites. But for new websites, for instance, we have we have clients who are still like. In the process of building, we work on the content strategy. What we're going to put it in in the content, whether it's a blog, whether it's like service pages or product pages. So that's what we do. This it's, it's content and, and, and technical work. And for content, I love content. Actually, part of my um, my speech when we met at Affiliate World, part of it was on content. So um, I remember for for pre sales when we do pre sales for native, it's so important to uh, you know to be super. We actually have tools you can use to to get ideas on content, but. Uh, do you guys also use, like I know for us, we use a lot of tools like even Grammarly to make sure that the content is readable or Hemingway's editor. Do you guys use tools like that as well for content? Yes, yes. We, we do have a, a kind of a, a writing kind of team uh, with us. We have like English writers, French writers, even some Arabic writers as well. And we do use all the tools we can use, you know, anything to make the, 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 the life of the writer is easy. Mm. We, we invest in it. There's a lot of AI tools now that can help you with like even writing some of the content or giving you ideas or outlines. And one of the things that server SEO does in the tool that I'm referring to today, it does actually give you a content brief, a content outline, as in like, here's what you should put in the content. Uh, and you know, so it makes it a lot easier for, 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 for our writers. And you know, Grammarly is also something that we have to use. We're not native English speakers, but even for native English speakers. Oh, of course. Yeah. I mean, I spent yeah, so, all my old life in the US and I still, you know, uh, I catch myself, especially with the readability part, when you put something through Hemingway editor, it's just, even if grammatically everything is impeccable, it just might sound off. So cool, I, it's it's so interesting to, to look. I'm actually, honestly, I'm not just saying this because we're live, but I'm actually, I, I'm excited to listen to this again, uh, note down all the tools because we have so many affiliates that do search traffic right now. And I really want us to be prepared on the questions. And that that's how my idea was to invite you and for us to to speak about search today. I noticed how profitable it is, right? Um, there was this misconception that, you know, affiliates that do search um, are not going to make as much money as affiliates that do native or social. Well, honestly, I can tell you from the dashboard, that's not true. Um, definitely, it takes more work. Um, that's the difference that we need to be honest about, right? You really have to put in the work when, when you do search. Um, but with that in mind, promise, this is the last question. Um, how long does it typically take? Let's say you take, in this case, let's you know focus on an affiliate product. You take a product, you create a blog or a website. 
typically, how long does it take to get at least that one sale, one sale that's going to make you excited? Yeah, I want to tell you, like any good good old SEO, I'm just going to say it depends. Mm. That's always the question. That's always the answer. It depends. But uh, like seriously, the the uh, the thing that I can say is, if you're working in a competitive niche, if you know you already have a lot of people competing on that product, especially on on, our, on the organic side, mm. you're gonna have, especially with a new website and whatnot, you're gonna have uh, a little bit of competition. There's, there's that curve that you have to cross. It could be six months. It could be it could be nine months. But if we're talking about something that might have been just like dropped in the market and there's demand for it, I'm trying to think of a, of a trying to think of, a, of, of an example. This is not a specifically affiliate example, but in mm. 2016, I think there was the Pokemon Go kind of craze. Mm. So that's when people started writing Pokemon Go. There was a, there was a lot of like not not as much competition back then. So I know friends who kind of just went up and created Shopify stores selling merch, and they made so much money over like a year or so before they either got shut down or just like decided to stop or whatever. But they made as they say they made bank. They made a lot of money uh, from search by kind of uh, leveraging. The, the, the fact that there was no competition of a lot of these keywords. Yeah. Yeah, so this ties in really with your advice earlier to really do the research and, and keep a pulse on what customers want, right? I mean, we a lot of us have marketing backgrounds or business backgrounds, but in the end, the psychology is quite simple, right? Whatever you do, even if it's email or search, you have to understand what the customer needs to an extent. Even that image or the headline or the words you're going to use for your blog is going to be important. So it's... It's. I agree. That was a that was a strong point. All right. I'm sorry. This we're just gonna have to we're gonna have to do another one because I still had questions, but I uh, I know everyone uh, had had a long day, so I don't want to go overboard. But please, uh, now you have to say yes because you're live. Please come back. We'll do another episode. Uh, maybe we'll do just questions uh, uh, next time around. And sure. Yeah, we can we can definitely do Q and A session. I'm I'm, I'm available. Thank you. Um, we, we, would love that. we would love that. And uh, I like to do this a lot. So if it's one thing you want our viewers and our listeners to take away from today's podcast, what would that be? It can be anything. No, uh, I don't know. To be honest, there's a lot of advice, you know, that I, now that I'm getting older, you know, that I, Wiser over the years, yeah, a little bit wiser. I'm still crazy. My my daughter still thinks I'm, a, I'm you know I'm a kid because I so make sweet. a lot more noise than she does. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, what I can what I can say honestly is just uh, never underestimate uh, anything really that you do when you're talking about business, whatever the tax that you do. Uh, give it whatever you're trying to do especially when it comes to organic or email, even if it seems like uh, a hard thing or like it might take a little bit longer, just consider doing it because it's one of those things that you work on now that's gonna give you benefit later. And it's cool. It's, it's like life philosophy. It's trying not to work on instant gratification, but delayed gratification. Delayed gratification is much better because it gives you a lot more bang for your buck pretty much. If you work hard now, it's going to take maybe a year to come see there, just start seeing those results. It's just like with anything in life. And we've grown to be a little bit more, to lean, lean, 
leading towards you know instant gratification rather than delayed gratification. So that's just be patient, just do what you have to do, and you and have faith in what, what you're doing, and you know don't be impatient, and especially when it comes to business. So. Well, that was fantastic. Obviously, I agree. That was really good. And thank you, Hassan, so, so much for being here with us today. You're welcome. It's, it's, it's my pleasure. I mean, it's, it's, it's always fun to be to, to do these things. So, yes, it's always my pleasure. Thank you. Well, thank you, everyone, for listening in. Again, if you're listening to us on Spotify or uh, pod, any podcast uh, network that you usually prefer, please come back on YouTube or Facebook. You're going to love the slides. Uh, plus, you get to see how handsome Hassan is. So that's going to be a plus to your day. Uh, we love you. We appreciate you. Thank you so much for always being here. And uh, give us ideas if you want us to discuss specific topics uh, next time just let us know. We always want to bring uh, information that you like and appreciate. So have a wonderful day and thank you so much for listening in.